Hey there, I'm Lauren of More Miles Run Coaching. I'm here with Michelle. Hey. And Scott. Hello. And this is the More Miles Podcast, episode one. So we have decided to start a podcast format and we are kind of expanding from where we have started. Um, we've got a, a little bit of a library of YouTube videos already that are informational. Um, and we've decided to expand upon that and make this into a podcast that has a little bit more content. Um, we're going to stick with the informational and the educational base, but we would also like to branch out into sharing um, some guest interviews, both with experts and with athletes, and um, expanding the conversation between the three of us as well. So uh, welcome to the first episode of our podcast. We are learning as we go, so be uh, patient with us as we go through that process. Um, but we figured if we were going to start a podcast, we had better introduce ourselves because we've never actually done that and talked about who we are, um, both as athletes and as coaches and who, uh, what More Miles is. So that's our episode one is uh, meet the team behind More Miles Run Coaching. And Lauren, so you have to lead us off. So you're our fearless leader. So you have to intro yourself. Tell us all about yourself, how you got into running. Okay. Um, all right. So I actually grew up as a competitive swimmer. Um, that was my sport from, I think I started at like seven, um, all the way through senior year of high school. Swimming was my main thing. Um, and then, you know, by the time I got to high school, I was burned out. Um, I was moving on to college. I didn't want to swim in college um, and needed an activity. Uh, so in college, I got into triathlon a little bit. There was a triathlon club that I joined, um, mostly so I could keep swimming. Um, and I learned while I was experimenting with triathlon, um, I did, I competed a few times. I enjoyed it. Um, but cycling is really not my thing. <laughs> I like my little spin bike in my basement. I don't like riding on the roads. I find it scary. Um, so kudos to anybody who does do that. Um, so that really left me uh, running was the simplest and the easiest. You know, I still enjoyed swimming, but you, know, you can only go to the pool at certain times of the day. There's usually a schedule, um, whereas running was free. I could go anytime, anywhere, take my shoes and go out the door. Um, but as we know, it starts as a very simple sport and it doesn't usually stay there. We usually tend to get uh, deeper into it and that's just what happened. Um, so I started just kind of running casually around campus and eventually got into some of the local races, um, you know, like 5Ks and 10Ks. I would go just to keep myself fit, you know, because if I signed up for a race, I was definitely going to go do that three mile race or that six mile race, whatever the distance was. Um, and again, as I think a lot of us know, it just spirals from there. Once you've done a 5K, then you do a 10K, then, you know, well, what's next? There's a 10 mile uh, and then the half marathon. So it sort of just continued to build. Um, let's see, I did my first marathon in 2007, the Nashville Rock and Roll. If anyone goes and looks up my results, I ran a 452 in my very first marathon. Um, so I didn't start as a natural talent. I really enjoyed doing it. Um, but it was it was difficult. It was hard. Uh, I, I struggled through that first marathon a lot. Um, yeah, I did. I did three marathons pretty much back to back. Um, my second one was a 420. So I improved consistently, but it wasn't uh, it wasn't an overnight like I it took 
took a lot of work to get from where I started uh, to, to the athlete that I am now. Um, so, Lauren, what, what kept you running? I mean, you, you mentioned that it wasn't easy right away and, you know, your marathon time, you, you mentioned that, but what kept you going to continue to run and improve and just keep at it? Uh, I think just that, like it's, it's, a, oh, maybe addicting is the wrong word, but I, I think it's the right, maybe it's the right word. Um, there's something really interesting to me about testing yourself, about pushing your limit. So, and I think a lot of people have that desire too. I, you run that first marathon, you know, I remember standing on the start line and thinking, oh my gosh, I am about to run 26 miles. What am I doing? And then you do it. And there's something um, really interesting then about, okay, I did that thing that I wasn't sure I could do. What else can I do? Um, and I think that, start, at least for me, that started as how can I do that better? Like I didn't want to go further, um, but I wanted to, I did it, I learned from it, and I wanted to then apply what I learned. How can I do this better? Um, and then eventually, like, I think that translated to all distances, right? So I kind of started showing up to running and to races just as a way to stay active and to stay fit. Um, but, uh, you know, as you start dabbling in new things, it starts to become that I've done these things. Now, how can I do them better? What more can I get out of myself? How fast can I go? How? And eventually that led into how far can I go um, later on in life? But yeah, just that pursuit of what is my body capable of is very interesting. So you, well, you, you told us what your first marathon time was. Now you got to tell us what your marathon PR is. So my marathon PR is 305 now. Um, that's from 2021. So it's not uh, this year, but 2021. So that's um, what's 2007 to 2021, 14 years um, from a 4.52 down to a, a 3.05. Um, so it was not overnight. It, it took a lot of work and there was a lot of life in there too. You know, I, to be clear, I didn't continuously run marathons twice a year, every year, uh, for that whole period of time. Um, I took, I, I have two kids, um, and I took between having both of those kids, um, I was always running. I was really never not running because I, I enjoyed it. it again, even with kids, it's easy to get out there. You, get a jogging stroller, you take the kids with you. And, um, but I wasn't competing for, for that period of time between my, my first and my second kid. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it it's a lot of work to chip away from where you started to where you are now. And I think, I hope people see that and, and understand that for themselves too, that it's a long process. It's a long-term relationship to, to get where you want to go. It doesn't happen in a training block or in a year or, uh, what have you. So you've so done some like, crazy distances. I'm sorry, Scott. No, you go. Okay. So you've done a lot of like a whole like slew of distances in your life. What is your, which one calls you back? Like what's your, your, I guess I don't want to say your favorite, but the one that maybe, maybe call you back. Cause I feel like they're different. Like there can be a favorite distance and then there's the one that you just can't stop doing. And I feel like they're two different things. So maybe what are both yeah. of those? Those are two different things. You're right. When you, now that you mention it, um, Okay, the one I can't stop doing is the marathon. Um, I feel like there's just, it's so hard. Um, <laughs> there's there's so many tricks and so many secrets and I feel like it, it takes a lot of work to make marginal improvements. 
Um, and that can be really frustrating. Um, I, I just mentioned my marathon PRs from 2021. That's almost two years ago now, just shy of two years. Um, so just the, the process of making those incremental improvements and failures and learning from them, um, I find it really addicting even though I, th I think it's been a very challenging distance for me. Um, but my favorite distance by far is the 50 mile. Um, and I love it always. I, I love a flat 50 mile that you can really test your speed and see how fast you can go. Um, and I also love a really hard 50 mile. I, I think probably my favorite run ever, I did the um, Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim, um, which is a, the time that I did it, it's it's almost 50 miles. It's a little bit shy. Um, and it was like a 15-hour adventure, um, which is a, a, a long day. <laughs> Whereas a flat 50 mile takes you, you know, six and a half, seven hours um, by comparison. So I love all forms of that distance. There's just a lot of versatility in there, but it's a single day event no matter what. You go really far, it's really hard, but you are gonna sleep in your own bed that night. <laughs> so I, I like that aspect of it too. So at what point uh, you're, you know, you're running and you're enjoying it and you're improving, at what point does more miles come in from a coaching yeah. business standpoint? Okay, so um, I really got a little bit more serious about my own training um, after my daughter was born, my youngest. Um, around that time, so I had left a job in corporate wellness uh, when she was born, I was a stay-at-home mom. Um, and as I was getting a little bit more serious about my own training, um, I started having a lot of friends and people that I knew asking me about it, um, asking for help, asking for advice. Um, so I started a blog and the blog was moremilestogo.com. Um, and it was just an informational, it was kind of something to fill my time and, and um, fulfill the passion I have for, for helping people and for uh, fitness and wellness. That was just, you know, how to take care of yourself, little things that you can do to move every day, to eat well, um, little strength training tips, things like that. Um, and pretty quickly after I started blogging, I had friends asking uh, if I would offer personal training. So we opened a little corner of my basement as a personal training studio. I had um, a few moms from my neighborhood that would come over and do personal training uh, sessions once a, once a week or twice a week. Um, and eventually one of those friends asked if I could coach her in running. Um, she knew I was running every day and I was training really hard for, at the time I was training for 5K, 10K distance um, when my kids were really little. Um, she was training for her first half marathon and asked if I could help her. So online coaching was really barely a thing at that time. Um, it was not, not, you couldn't go online and find a run coach. It was not common. Um, so I was actually coaching from, I would make a Word document and I would make her just a pre-printed plan that had, you know, what she was to do every week for all the weeks. Um, and I would just check in with her when she came to see me for personal training. Um, she loved it. She did great in her first half marathon. She started telling her friends about it. Um, and it kind of organically grew from there. But we started with spreadsheets. I had Google spreadsheets um, that I would enter each athlete's workouts for the week in. There was no um, tracking from their watch. They would just, I would tell them to go out and do a run and then they would go back and enter their total distance, total time. And that was it. That was what the spreadsheet was. Um, and we would communicate via text in between. Um, so this was, 
eight years ago, a little bit over eight years ago that More Miles started. Um, and then shortly after, you know, within that first year is when run coaching, the online run coaching business kind of started to evolve and started to grow. And platforms like Final Surge, which is what More Miles Run Coaching uses now, um, launched around that same time, um, made coaching a lot more efficient and a lot more effective because the the tools that we use now really connect you with your athlete. You, know, you can see GPS while everybody has a GPS watch now. Um, that wasn't the case 10 years ago. Um, it All of that data uploads into our final surge app and you're really highly connected with your athlete. So when those tools really started coming into play, it really grew and evolved the business um, and allowed me to be a more hands-on coach to really help a broader variety of athletes um, from beginners to people who are chasing, you know, their first Boston qualifier um, and really be able to be intimately connected with each athlete and their data and their training as we went. Um, yeah, so we, we started very, very small and uh, grew really very naturally along the way. Um, one of the things I'm really proud of is we've more miles run coaching has never advertised. Um, we have grown solely from one athlete to, we now have over a hundred athletes between the three of us, um, solely by word of mouth from the athletes that we've coached, sharing their experiences, um, and sharing their results. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a pretty incredible process to, to watch over eight years. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I, that's how, we met. That's how I, I found you. I was, well, my story was very specific in terms of I was looking for a very specific coach for a specific race. So yeah, that uh, I, I couldn't agree more. It's uh, very organic and that's a great story. So I think that's where we need to go next. <laughs> um, let's talk about, let's talk about you, Scott. When did you start running and um, how did you get into the sport? Oh, wow. So I've, been running uh, most of my life. I, I started running um, to just to stay in shape for basketball. I was in middle school and basketball is what I wanted to do. And I'll never forget, um, I was in eighth grade and I wanted to play high school basketball. And our high school basketball coach came to the middle school and said, anybody that wants to play high school basketball, you have to compete in a fall sport. You have to play a fall sport to stay in shape. I was not going to play football. I would have gotten broken in half. So that left cross country. So I actually tried out for the cross country team. Um, had never really run before and very quickly found out that I was decent at it. Um, one thing led to another and uh, ran in college. And then after college, I, I kept trying to run after college. Um, and then life got in the way. Um, so I was, you know, a high school and college runner, did pretty well. Um, and then, you know, got a job and started a family. And so I, I left running for probably, gosh, I would say eight to 10 years um, and started back up. And um, I wanted to start back up again with a bang. So I signed up for the JFK 50 miler in 2007. Um, but I will say I have to take you back in time. Yeah, I see your, your, yeah. Your I was going to say, but that wasn't your first. We have no. to tell that story too. No. Yeah, so I ran uh, my first JFK 50 miler in 1994. Um, I had just graduated high school. Um, so how old were you? I was uh, 18. I was a young freshman in college um, and had never heard of that race. I had never heard of uh, JFK. Um, 
I was a runner at Shepherd, so I ran cross country at Shepherd College, and the JFK course on the CNO Canal literally runs right past Shepherdstown. Um, and so I saw a paper flyer in our gym, literally back before the internet, and it said JFK 50 miler. And I thought, okay, well, I've done a long run of 10 to 12 miles in practice. I just have to, what, do that four to five times? Didn't think that it was going to be that big of a deal. And uh, when I started, when I did that JFK in 94, it started at the high school. So it was before they started JFK in downtown Boonesboro. So we actually had to run that extra mile. And to this day, I don't know how it's, I didn't run 51, but anyway, so it was an extra mile, but um, yeah, so I did that in 94, um, literally did not have a thought afterwards of doing it ever again, um, forgot about it for years and years and years. And then when I started to get back into running again, in my adult life, I said, you know, let's just, let's go jump back in with a bang right into JFK again. And so I did it in 2007, um, took a one year break, did it again in 2009, took another extended break, um, and then got back into it again in 2019. Um, and I've run it every year since. Um, I think for me, it's just, there's something about that race, that, that event. I think that it was the first time in my running life that I was very humbled. Um, I was a pretty good runner in high school and college and that it just really broke me in half. So I think that it always kind of deep down inside is what I've always felt was what challenged me. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my running history and probably why I would say JFK is my favorite event. I think anybody that knows me and has heard me talk would probably agree with that. So. <laughs> so what made you come back after 10 years? Like you took 10 years away from the sport. What? Mm -hmm drove you to come back after all that time life i think that um life passed me by very very quickly um it, it before I, I i blinked and i i realized oh my gosh it's been 10 years and um i really hadn't really exercised much at all i i was very much that 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 person that got caught up in life and it's very normal and you know didn't really do much exercising i didn't run i didn't really keep myself in too good a shape. And I blinked and it was like, okay, it's been 10 years. And so I need to get back. I need to get healthy. I need to start moving. I just decided to revert back to probably the most painful thing I've ever done and then do that again. So, yeah, but I, I think it's just what I've heard in a lot of different athletes and runners and just people in general, it's, you know, life just passed me by for a little bit of time. So. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's again, that kind of theme of just, there's something about pushing your personal boundaries. That's what, what draws us to this thing. So JFK 50 specifically being your favorite event, And I think your favorite distance. Um, but what, what other distances do you enjoy? What other distances have you done in addition to <laughs> not everybody just jumps into a 50 miler yeah. at 18. And then again, as their first event back. Uh, but I know you've done a lot of other things along the way too. That's not the only event that you've done. Yeah. Growing up, I was more of a short distance specialist. Um, I've got a twin brother and he was an incredible sprinter. He did the 100 and 200 in high school and I did the 800, 1600. And so I was a middle distance specialist and I loved that. I just loved going fast. Um, once I crept into 5K, I started thinking that's a little bit long for me. You know, I'm too fast for that much of a distance. Um, 5K is still probably one of those events that I just, I really enjoy it. It allows me to go fast. Um, but still it's, it's considered a distance event. Um, 
marathon. I've I've done a handful of marathons. I mean, I've probably done more 50s than I have marathons, but I do enjoy the marathon. Um, probably would say the half marathon is a little bit more enjoyable than the full. Um, it's kind of odd. I, I I look at the 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 full marathon as I don't want to say my least enjoyable <laughs> distance, but it's kind of right in the middle for me. It just it it's not my sweet spot, but uh, yeah. So, but I've done every distance and enjoy them all. But fifty, yeah, <laughs> for sure. All right, so Michelle, we've got to jump over to you now and hear your story. Where, when did you start running, and what brought you into the sport? So, um, like you, I was a swimmer growing up. I did not run. Um, I hated running. I did everything I could to avoid running during any type of anything, gym class, whatever. Um, and even my high school coach, um, my junior year, we got a new high school coach, um, a specialist swim coach that came in and he had us do running warmups around our building, um, of the indoor pool. And I, I almost quit the team. I was like, oh, I don't run. It was maybe a 10th of a mile. I mean, it couldn't have been very far. And I was about to literally quit my lifelong journey to avoid running at that point. So say that I'm here now is definitely a turn of crazy turn of events, but, um, I didn't start running until I met my now husband, um, when we joined a gym, he would go out and run and I just kept seeing him go out every day and running. And I had kind of put on the freshman 20, 25, um, got out of swimming in college again, like you, I was not quite a D one swimmer. And I went to a D one school. Um, I tested water polo for a semester and realized that was not for me. Um, and so I saw him running and thought I should probably start getting back in shape. Um, and just ran with him. And I ran my first 5k. I literally thought I was going to die. Um, I was 25 and I kept up with the 5Ks in and out until, um, I had my son took a year off, came back to 5Ks. I think I did a 10K and that was it until my youngest was born. Um, and after she was born, I was working part-time and a year, it wasn't until about a year after she was born, I was officially diagnosed with postpartum depression and OCD. It took a whole year of like mental decline to, to find that, um, and so running was the only place I felt safe during that time in my life. Like I knew I was in control of things. It was quiet. I was meditative. Um, and it was the next best thing I'd found as an adult to swimming or swimming was very meditative to me. Like even in a hard workout, I was just kind of staring at a black line and in a rhythm and running kind of slowly replaced that. Um, and then from there, it kept the distance started creeping in. Like I did a 5K and then a 10K and thought, well, this has gotten kind of easy. I hate to say that because I wasn't truly racing. I was finishing races. Um, and then it went to a half marathon and thought, oh, my God, am I going to die doing this? And I didn't. And <laughs> I was like, wow, that was cool. Let's try another one. So I started marathon training. And um, it took me three tries to get across the finish line for the marathon. I got injured once. I got sick once. And then that third time I made it across in D.C. in 2019. Um, and that was a huge win for me. So it was kind of a journey to get there. It took say 12 years to get to cross the marathon finish from the time I started running to finishing my first marathon. Um, That's very so cool. A lot of people, I think when they get themselves into running, feel kind of that pressure to like marathon is the thing that a lot of people are doing now. Um, and it took you 12 years to jump into it. I actually think that's really cool that you stayed in that, that 5k, 10k half marathon zone. Um, for, for a while and enjoyed yourself there and, and used it as what you needed it to be in, in that moment. I think that's very cool. 
Yeah, it took a lot. I mean, it was a lot to get. I think that's what made it so sweet is I had had two failed attempts at getting there. I had um, gotten sick my first attempt, like right before the race, which kind of was sad. And of course, you know, I have no luck in marathon training. Zero. No marathon turns out well for me. Um, the second one, I was injured and had to withdraw. Um, and then my third one was still a struggle, but it was nice to actually finish and see that finish line. And it meant so much to me. I took um, every person that helped me get across that finish line. I had them I dedicated a mile to each person, 26, actually 27 people and had them pick songs for each mile that I could listen to. So it was just such a huge thing. It like it takes a village to really get you across that finish. So that was a, that was a huge deal. It's still my favorite marathon I've ever done. That's really cool. Yeah. So Michelle, I'll ask you the same question as Lauren in terms of just like what, what kept you going, you know, the, the amount of tries, the amount of times with the marathon distance and, and it, that's a, daunting challenging distance so one what kept you going and two what's kept you going since then to keep going so i think i'm competitive so um with myself and with others and that's always been i guess it can be um an asset and a flaw at the same time um but the first two failed attempts honestly were what kept me going because i knew i could do better i knew there was still that distance in me i knew i could do it i just needed to overcome the physical and mental demons to do that. Um, but also having two failed attempts, when I said I was going again, each time I'd said I'd go again, you know, there was people in my life who kind of, I could tell doubted. There was like, you know, kind of a look or a comment, like, okay, here she goes again. Oh, she's going to do another 20 mile or let's see what happens. So I needed that to, I think mentally to like say, I did this. I finally did it. It might not have taken the first try, but I had that that I, could, I had the grit to keep going. I think that's what I needed was just to keep going. And now to, you know, still that competitive spirit is I know I can keep doing better. So it keeps pulling me back. And that distance, I, I'll say, like we talked about our distances, the half marathon day in, day out is my absolute favorite, but the marathon just keeps sucking me back in. And because it's, it's such a hard distance to conquer. And do so well. it took you three attempts to complete your first marathon. Now, how many marathons have you completed? So I've completed three and I have gone through seven training cycles, which <laughs> is ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. I'm less than 50% success rate, but we keep going. <laughs> so here's a question for both of you. We talked a little bit about our favorite distance. Um, what's your favorite actual race that you've done? Whether it was for the race itself, like the course, the atmosphere, or because of the way that you performed and the way that you felt um, or what you accomplished. Um, let's not, e not even a specific race, but let's talk about a specific experience. Like which year was it? Which, which event was it that is your favorite race memory? Oh, okay. I've got two and I'll bookend it. So 1992, um, yeah, I'm going that far back. Um, is it correlates to when I started running in high school um, and, and probably the day that I realized, okay, this is what I want to do for, for a long, long time. I, at that point, I knew that I wasn't going to be professional. I wasn't going to make a living out of it, but I knew running would be in my life for forever. Um, it was a high school state cross country championship and we were not supposed to be that good and we ended up winning. And so my coach at the time was phenomenal and just literally said, told you, 
you know? And so it sunk in at that point that you really can do anything it, you put your mind to, and it's kind of a cliche, but it's true. So that would be my first. And my second would be last year, um, leading up to my goal race last year, which was an ultra, um, and randomly hopped into a marathon. I already told you it wasn't my favorite distance, but set a PR, um, and everything just felt phenomenal. Everything felt right. Everything felt good. It wasn't a planned race. It was somewhat of a training run. Um, so I think it was, it was low pressure. Everything was great. Um, and so it, that was when I kind of said, okay, you know, it doesn't necessarily always have to be so high pressure. I don't have to put so much emphasis on necessarily the time and the specific race. Sometimes things just happen. And that to this day, those two are probably the two races in my life, right? That just clicked. Everything just fell into place. I love that. That's that's what I was looking for is not just the the event itself, but the experience that you had. So, all right, Michelle, let's hear yours. So, um, I guess my favorite experience, it's going to be tied with my first marathon because there's just no feeling like finishing your first one ever. Um, my next one would have to be the first race I did with you as my coach, which was Atlantic City Half Marathon. Um, I come back from injury and my new arrhythmia diagnosis and all kinds of horrible, awful things where I was like, you know what, if I finish a half marathon again, then cool. But then I freaking PR'd like some ridiculous PR. Um, I find first time I broke two hours and I remember the first, like looking at that race plan the night before, like this girl is out of her mind. There is no way I can finish at this pace. But I remember looking at my watch about three, four miles in and feeling great and seeing the pace. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to do this. And just the feeling of getting such a breakthrough. I mean, it was like perfect weather. The course was great. Um, and just, it was one of those moments, like Scott said, everything clicked, everything came together um, and worked perfectly. And that was just a huge, great experience just to have that kind of race. Um, you know, like it's, there's, when you have finally have that breakthrough come to you after years of, cause I think I came to you at like, I'd already been running for 15 years to have that, a breakthrough like that after 15 years of running was pretty huge. Yeah. I remember that. I, I yeah. remember your, your getting your result when you finished and being like, wow. Yeah. She did it. Um, yeah. And that was, that wasn't even your last race for that season. There was another race that you were doing after that. That was mm -hmm. right. There was, but I don't know. That was the goal race. Like, gosh, I can't, you know, I can't even remember back that far. Like, at this point, like, <laughs> it's not even that long ago. It's not that far, but like all the training cycles are running together. <laughs> like, I don't think that, I think there was maybe a minor one after that, maybe NCR, because that, that happens every year. <laughs> I think there's, there's a common theme there. And I think expanding upon, um, you know, the last episode that we did before we started our podcast officially, um, we did a YouTube episode about uh, the mental side of training. And so it's interesting to hear your personal experiences. Mine is the same um, is a race that I went into with low expectations. Um, like, you know, I knew I was fit. I knew I was in shape, but I had also had a lot of challenges through that training block. It was a really bumpy training block. Um, so I went in with just do your best, just just go and you know there's no pressure on the results in the the end of the the race um and i ended up having 
my best race experience. It was like, like flow state. Like, I don't think, I don't know that I've ever experienced that before, but just, you know, you're suddenly you're at mile 20 and it's like, wh where did that time go? How, like, how did I get here? You just, it was just natural, easy flow until, you know, those last like four to six miles were really hard, but you just got there somehow. Um, that was, and that was my PR marathon also that just, it, it netted a fantastic result. And I think that's the, the correlation there that you go in with low pressure. You're not putting high stress and high expectations on yourself and stuff happens. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's a similar experience between all three of us. So getting to um, Michelle, because your favorite race is a moment that I remember as your coach and it was a, a big moment to experience your success. Um, and so that brings me to this next question is how did you get drawn to coaching from, you know, being a runner, being an athlete, what brought you over to the other side? So this sport has done so much for me. I mean, like a little bit of shared on my journey about mental health, like running has been more mental for me than physical. I mean, it's definitely physical for anyone, no doubt. But I think the mental side of it is what keeps drawing me back and what's given me such a love for the sport because you're conquering yourself every time you hit the pavement, even a training run or anything else. But also when you finish that, your strength as a runner and your confidence in yourself as a person just grows. And I love what that does for me. And I know I've seen it with people like, you know, I'll kind of starting how you did like a friend asking, Oh, can you help me with this? And seeing that sense of accomplishment that people get and seeing them change their lives is just so huge that I just wanted to learn everything I could about the sport to share it with other people. Because I just think it's something that no one should be shorted of if they really want to give it a go. I mean, it's definitely not for everyone. I'll say that. Um, but for those who want it, I think it's, it's really great to see, and help someone see that sense of accomplishment and see their new goals reached or go further than they've ever thought because it really is life-changing. Um, it, it filters into every other aspect of your life. Your confidence goes up in other areas where you didn't expect. I feel like you learn to manage stress in new ways um, and you learned to have toughness in other areas of life. Like I've run a marathon. I can deal with whatever this nonsense is today because I've done harder things than this. So it's nice to see that and give that to other people. And, um, you know, since coaching, just seeing a few of my athletes really grow already has been just so rewarding. So that's what drew me into, drew me into it. It's just <laughs> wanting to share this with as many people as I could. So Scott, to come to the same question with you, I, I almost want to lead it in the same way. Your One of your favorite races was a, a significant moment for me as your coach too, because um, I was there. I was at that event with you. Um, and we had, you know, put together a plan and, uh, I got to see you during the race a couple times cause I was doing the half in the same event. Um, and I, I had to tell you, I think twice maybe that I saw you to chill, eat, you know, slow down a little bit cause you were just flying. Um, and to get to wait at the finish line and see, you know, that was really a, a big result for you unexpectedly, not, not, not unexpectedly. Um, but that, you know, that wasn't the goal of the day. Like you said, it was really a training run. We were going there to test your 50 mile fitness and you came away with a big result. And that, um, as your coach was really cool for me to get to be there and experience that with you. Um, but so to that end, how, how did you get drawn into coaching from the athlete side of things? Yeah, I, I remember you at mile one. <laughs> 
you did this slow down and you did it again i think i passed you the half half marathoners are coming out i'm coming in you gave me a high five and you specifically told me to slow down but easy um, yeah. yeah so but that correlates to uh, back to the old story i gave you in 1992 my high school coach changed my life i mean it was something that he was a master uh, uh, sort of tactically right i mean we weren't the most talented team but he knew how to push us and where to put us and we were pack runners so it was a group of us that just ran together and he knew that if you took a bunch of guys that just ran together you could beat talented runners and so that always stuck with me um and and i never had any thought about coaching but I, I just revered him so much for just what he taught me. And I knew running was going to be a part of my life forever. Um, and then coming to probably three years ago, you know, JFK, I started just talking and talking and talking about it. And locally, there's a lot of great runners here locally. And they said, well, I got to try this thing that you're talking about, JFK. And so we've had six and this year we're going to have 10 runners locally in in our county that are going to go run jfk and i've kind of organically just kind of given them tips on the course and how to do it and so you know taking just some of the things i've learned from you know my high school coach and from you in terms of just strategically thinking about how you approach not just a, a goal race but how you approach running in general right in your everyday life um it really just got me thinking this is something that i I really want to do. And um, I love the sport so much. And I feel like I got a little bit of talent, but I think I've got a lot more passion for it, um, which I think that in turn really just catapulted me into wanting to to, to move forward and, and, and help other runners. Um, specifically, yes, the 50 mile distance, it's such a, it's such a daunting task for so many people, um, but it's so attainable. You know, I think that, you know, I've done it before and you've done it before, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an attainable goal. And I really just love watching, you know, an athlete say, I don't know how I'm going to run all day, 50 miles the whole day, but you can. So that's just something that really just, that's drawn me to specifically, you know, the coaching part of the ultra distance itself. I think uh, the common theme there between both of you, and this is, so um, for a little bit of background, More Miles Run Coaching was just me for eight years, just a one woman show. Um, and it was right around that uh, year seven that my capacity was full. I couldn't take on uh, more athletes. Um, I had a, a wait list. And so toward the end of year eight, we're into year nine now. Um, started thinking, okay, either like, this is it, this is as much as more miles can be, or if we want to help more people and broaden this, I need to bring on more coaches. Um, and so when I started looking at that process, I really wanted um, to look for people within the run squad. Um, you both came on really right around a similar time. I think I started coaching with Michelle first and Scott came after, I think. Um, but both, what, about maybe two and a half or three years we've been working together now? Yeah. Um, so I knew you really well and you knew me and you knew more Miles really well. Um, and what is most important to 
more miles run coaching into the culture and the team that we have is that you you care that you are passionate and that you are invested in helping other people um and that is what drew me so much to both of you is you are both very passionate about the sport that you do and passionate about sharing it with other people um and, and beyond that you are both so curious um and i think that's maybe even the bigger thing you know, i I like to say that we have people have to know how much you care before they care how much you know. Um, and you guys really do that. You really care about your athletes. You care about the friends that you run with, the community that you run in, um, whether or not they're your athletes or your clients. Um, but you've, there's also that next level is that they you do have to know stuff. <laughs> um, and you guys both are so, Worse, you started so curious with yourselves um, that you had challenges in your own training um, that you didn't just sit with. You went the next level to really educate yourself and learn and improve upon. Um, whether that was either you know asking questions of me, but even taking that next step to go and do your own research and your own trial and error and really learn and grow for yourself. Um, and then that evolved into both of you separately seeking out your own coaching certification to, and I think both of you did it originally for yourselves to, to educate yourself um, and to learn, you know, not just to be coached and accept coaching, but to really have a handle and a grasp on what you were doing. Um, and that's just really inspiring to me that's there there are problems to be solved there are that's that's what training is right is we are here and we want to get here and that's problem solving to to get there um and you both i i really admire this about you too before we started working together you both were coaching other runners for free just because you wanted to help and and you saw that there was a need and you wanted to to help people get started or find the next level in their journey. Um, and that's just, it, it shows how passionate you are about the sport and about what you're doing with it, um, both as athletes, but also as coaches. So, um, okay, that, that kind of brings- to, Before you sign off though, we need to give oh. you a shout out because we've had a coach who's educated us. Like you're not a coach that just kind of gave us a training plan when we were asking questions. I have to say, you've always responded with a fantastic explanation. So I think, you know, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong. Like we, I'm sure I've asked you a zillion questions along my coaching journey yeah. and you've done a fantastic job. So as an educator, like, I think you're a fine example to follow. Like truly you educate your athletes and that's who we've learned from. And I think that's really cool that you've done that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a, a quote somewhere. I remember seeing and i think i reposted this um because i've been coached by a lot of of coaches you know i've done a lot of sports for my whole life and a good coach can teach you something a great coach can change your life so yeah i think that's kind of what always sticks with me just in terms of the the great coaches i've ever had in my life that really means a lot. And that's that's where my passion is, um, is in educating, is um, you know, I, I am happy to coach someone who just, I think a lot of us want to just follow a plan and have kind of that weight that of um, having to think about it taken off our shoulders. Um, but 
I think you get the most out of your training when you understand it, when you're not just following the steps, but you actually understand why you're doing what you're doing and the purpose behind it. Um, so that's that's a big passion for me is helping people to understand that process because I think it makes them more invested in that process. Um, and that I'm really glad that you guys have had that experience too. Um, and, and I think are passing it on also to your own athletes. Um, I think that's the cool thing about the team that we have here, again, is that we're not just spouting out training plans. We don't make pre-made cookie cutter plans. We are coaching the individual um, and, and through their own process. Um, yeah. So this is us. <laughs> um, we have been a team, a coaching team now since uh, March, I believe. So what is that now? Four or five months or so? We have been the More Miles Run coaching team. Um, so thank you very much for listening to our first podcast. Thank you guys for joining me. Um, like I said, we, we are kind of just experimenting here and trying to decide where we're going to roll with it. But, um, you know, again, kind of keeping the heart of this as informational and educational for all runners out there. Um, but we also really want to share stories. Um, like I said, we have a large run squad team of a lot of different athletes, um, people who are training for their first 5K, people who are training for their first 100 mile, 200 miler, and everything in between. Um, and it's not just even about the event and the results. There's a lot of life that happens um, in between the miles and on during the miles and the, the events that we're training for. So sort of like we all got to share a little bit of our stories today. Um, we really want to do that for a lot of our athletes um, and even just community members that we know. Um, and we'd also like to here and there bring on some uh, guest experts that can help um, with the things that we are less expert in. Um, I think shoes is a big thing that we want to talk about is on our upcoming agenda. Um, but our next episode is going to be about heart rate training. So please join us for that. You can find us on Spotify as the more miles podcast. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at more miles run coaching. We are Lauren, Michelle, and Scott, the more miles run coaching team, and we will see you on our next episode.